This episode is brought to you by DungeonNotebook.com, makers of the Tome of Delving, a hardcover notebook for keeping track of your 5th edition character. It has a place for your stats, your spells, your familiars, your inventory, all the essential things that each class needs, plus plenty of room to write down your adventure. The book comes in an awesome dust jacket and even has a ribbon bookmark so you don't lose your place. Go to DungeonNotebook.com and upgrade your character sheet today. What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a show where we gather around this podcast table in your ears and talk about some Dungeons and Dragons. Each week, we, or a listener like you, writing into difficultyclass at gmail.com, come up with a topic, question, encounter, or anything else somehow related to RPGs, and we have some fun talking about them. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis. With me this week is... Allie Deitchman. That's right. Allie, you're back! I'm back! <laughs> it's been so long. I know. I'm back. I'm here. I'm sitting in my scrubs. We're, I'm, we're, we're all in. <laughs> Yeah, you're in scrubs. Like you, you went from work to here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, this is like, this, this. It feels so nice to do this podcast with you, man. And so it feels good to be back. <laughs> Ditto. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, with you, not with me. Yeah. I, I, I will say there was at one point where I was like, oh crap, I don't know if I can get a guest for this week. That I thought I'm like, could I just do Dungeon Driver again? Could I just sit at my computer and talk to myself <laughs> for an hour? Could you do that? I, <laughs> probably could let's be real i love the sound of my own voice when i'm not listening to during editing in here what i'm talking right now fantastic Mm -hmm. on there Mm -hmm. don't want to hear it (laughs) (laughs) well welcome back and let's have some fun yeah um but before we get into that we have dungeon keeping wow (gasps) i get back and now we got a dungeon keep I know, I know, <laughs> my God. Um, well, uh, as you've already heard, listener, um, you already heard the 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 Isle Champions code, or maybe you didn't, and that's kind of the goal. So we're gonna be moving the code out of the episode into before the episode. Um, I've been doing this with uh, the uh, with Champions of Lore for a while now, and I think it works really well. And that way, if you're listening to this in the far flung future, you're not hearing me slowly read out of. Uh, set of letters that won't do you any good because the code's not good anymore <laughs> uh <laughs> so yeah we're, we're gonna move that to the beginning of the show and then uh the week after take it off so it's just a clean cut show and um to do that we're actually just kind of gonna be removing breaks so we're just we're just gonna go from one topic to the next we're gonna take dc spotlight move that to twitter especially since we kind of already directed you to Twitter. With yeah. <laughs> we kind of um, figured everything was already on Twitter from the links to the author of usually who we're spotlighting and everything like that. So it just makes sense to fully go onto Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're changing things up with that. Um, trying to make the show, you know, not just re-listenable, but like listenable in the future and all that stuff. We're, we're still going to advertise like, hey, champions code at the beginning of the show all that good stuff uh but yeah so that that's that's how we're going to be doing things from here on out and we're uh the i guess the other thing is we're going to kind of have more laid back topics <laughs> like <laughs> like we, we we talked before the show it's like we've kind of hit all the stuff that we wanted to talk about there's like one other that that pops into my head that's kind of a heavy topic but for the most part, we kind of hit all the like ones that we wanted to do. So now we're going to just do ridiculous fun ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. We went over all the technical aspects that we feel like we should go over. Now we want to go into the abstract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there, there's more to, to being a DM or even just playing D&D than just the concept of sitting at the table and whatnot. There's people bringing all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but we thought we'd kick off uh, this uh, fun topic thing uh, with just kind of talk about what what are our favorite enemies to throw at players? Yes, <laughs> Allie, what, what what do you what do you love throwing at your players? What what's like the oh yeah that that's the good stuff? So I've got like three different categories. I guess I could cover. Um, the main thing, like as far as humanoids go, I love me a wizard (laughs) but i don't just love me a wizard i like me a wizard with wizard gremlins (laughs) to cast counterspell so that way they don't get counterspelled it's 
the perfect combo and <laughs> my players have to figure out how to handle this combatant in a much craftier way than just go forward and hit them mm-hmm. because they don't know if they're just going to pop around the entire battlefield just picking them off from afar and it's a ranged fight usually and if it's not a ranged fight that means they're like a, a spell sword with like a 26 ac that they have to worry about it's like Wizards are so versatile, and on top of that, I get to have fun playing a wizard because there's so many different spells I could play with. And they, they, re- they, they like have all the excuse in the world to be a jerk. Yeah, reverse <laughs> gravity is a hell of a bitch. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like throwing that spell in the middle of a fight th- literally throws things upside down and changes everything. See, I, I think I think I got scared off of using wizards because I was I, I didn't really use them, and then the first time I did, killed my wife. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you do have to kind of like be be aware of what yeah. you're doing as a wizard, like f- combatant, because it can go so bad so fast. Like I mean, we, we've talked we've talked about how like we usually don't look at a stat block before throwing it oh, at God, no. players. But when it comes to a wizard of any kind, you have to. Yeah. You absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, so that's like as far as like a humanoid combatant. Mm. Uh, as far as non-humanoid, but like I'm going to say small, as in not gargantuan monster creature, mm-hmm. would be anything undead and slow moving Mm. just Mm because i love that undead fortitude i love (laughs) what it brings to the field because a person who's level 15 is getting swarmed by eight zombies at first is like ah that's no big problem it's like they're all cr one eighths but then they can't for their life of them crit and they don't deal radiant damage and they can't keep they, they just keep coming up and they can't, yeah. they, they just keep overwhelmed. And it's something that mm-hmm. brings it no matter what level you are, whether you're level one all the way up to what I've seen personally at level 17, those simple undead can still yeah. be a wreck house. And <laughs> as a DM, it's fun to throw those in because no matter what, like my players have a respectful understanding of we need to handle these guys mm-hmm. differently than everything else. And that's always fun to go with a fight. Um, and then I think my third is <laughs> a category, I guess you could say, like the gargantuan monster. Uh huh. I really enjoyed throwing a spellcasting dragon at my players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good stuff. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so fun. Because on top of just everything that a dragon is... You have all these spells that just they have to contend with. It's the beauty of the wizard meets the the biggest thing that you have to take down with brute force. Mm-hmm. And it feels good for both sides because like the big scary end all bad guy, right, is this dragon. And yeah. They're casting a spell, and one of my players is like, I'm going to counterspell it. Oh, yeah? At eighth level. Okay. You counterspell it. And it's like, I just counterspelled a dragon, and it feels so good. <laughs> I just counterspelled a dragon. And it's like, it feels so good on both sides for us to that kind of fight, because it feels yeah. so just cinematic and powerful. And it, it goes a little bit beyond just your, your regular dragon, too, which is fun to play still. But mm-hmm. I, li- I like me a spellcasting dragon. Yeah. I I see. Now, uh, now you're making me think. I'm like, okay, in, in three types. And, and, I, and I have my first one. And it's a weird one to say. Uh-huh. Literally anything with Misty Step. Yes. Just <laughs> anything. And I've said so many times on the show. How, I think I said it recently with one of the guests. Just given the most random thing, Misty Step, and seeing your players just go, excuse me, it did what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is so satisfying. I, yeah. I, the, the first time I, I did it was uh, the, a T-Rex. A T-Rex had Misty Step. <laughs> and, Which is wild. Oh, my God. And, and like, th- this is how ridiculous that encounter was. They had their full team... 
plus uh, an NPC Tabaxi who actually one of the player's girlfriends who had just decided to come along ended up playing it was her first time playing D D. <laughs> <laughs> um and then a uh, a a red dragon an adult red dragon Ooh. helping fight oh no it was a young red dragon it doesn't matter but essentially all this helping fight this magical t-rex and so they're they having this kaiju fight with them on the ground kind of like picking away at it and then it just goes whoop, over in the other side of the battlefield <laughs> and everyone just went no! <laughs> <laughs> they're like, the, t- the good red dragon had it! And they're like, yep, and now he's chewing on your fighter. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you know... But, oh, go, go. You telling that, like, kind of story, because I've heard that before, and you saying just those words resonated in my mind so many times. Just give it Misty Step. Yeah. I actually yeah. gave... When they were in the Feywild like my players, I actually, they were hunting dragons down and this green dragon came around and I gave the green dragon like the Eladrin abilities essentially. So I made it like a fey dragon. And so the the dragon could misty step. (laughs) That's that's really cool. All because of what you just pretty much said right there. (laughs) And that was a really cool fight. But yeah, misty step is just, Oh, that's such a fun mechanic to play with. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't think of a better thing than what you said with the undead. Like, I, I love throwing undead at players because it, when you put so many of them on it, it makes the scene so much more dramatic. Like, mm-hmm. you could have, you know. 20 goblins and go running out of party and that's a cool fight that's still a cool fight do not get me wrong you can have a shitload of fun with that yeah but when you say it's 20 zombies who already have i think don't don't they have i see this thing i should have brought i should have had my monster manual do they have more hit points than than a goblin i feel like they do I'll, I'll check for us let's see. i'm going to the day and day beyond yeah you do that <laughs> <laughs> let's see a zombie normal one has 22 hit points all right gerblin gerblin has uh seven yeah they have yeah. way more hit points yeah <laughs> and they're considered the same cr <laughs> yeah i absolutely love that and so when yeah when you have 20 of them showing up. Yes, their AC is lower. Yes, you're going to hit them more, but you're going to need more hits to take one of them down. And then they might not stay down. Oh my God, no. Yeah. It's that's one of the beautiful things about them. They're an yeah. enemy you have to fight twice. Uh, what One of my favorite times using. I, I What's funny is I have two favorite times. I scratched that three. I have three favorite times with Undead. One, uh, players. It was Golden Pals. Golden Pals were on, on a cart running away and ghouls were chasing them. And then one leapt out of the uh, air, landed on the cart, took Uthal down to the ground and paralyzed him. Oh. <laughs> so there goes all their damage. The tank is currently driving the cart. So the bard and the sorcerer were left trying to deal with this ghoul on a cart with them while they're rolling down the road. Ooh. <laughs> oh, while Uthal's on the ground. I'm... Helping. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Another time, uh, players were on a ziggurat, and zombies were crawling their way up all sides with, and there was a ghoul leading them, and these were like level two players, so like that was a ghoul messed them up. Ooh. But hands down, my favorite time is one where I just. I just went off the wall where I was like, you know what? We're going to make an encounter and I'm not looking at any stats. Mm-hmm. They show up at a farm. It's on fire. Valindra is holding one of the uh, current players, old characters up in the air. There are 20 zombies around the farm plus a T-Rex zombie that spews more zombies. Oh yeah. I remember when I busted out so that good. T-Rex. So good. It's such a crazy fight. It's so good. It <laughs> like hands down that was one of the most awesome and cinematic fights 
I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so we're go, going going with the 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 three category. I don't really know a good way to describe this one because I feel I feel like this is the most vague category I'm going to have, which is purely bosses. The big boss. The big boss. The big <laughs> yeah. bad. Like I like I want to sit there and say Strahd because I loved just and I know it's terrible because you're here just terrorizing you all with Strahd. <laughs> just level one players and having mm-hmm. Strahd show up in a graveyard while y'all are trying to fight off a werewolf was some of the most satisfying moments as a DM. Just picking up your character and holding her off the ledge of a tower while everyone else is trying to stop him. Yeah. Just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you, at the it, same... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You enjoyed that charismatic, like... You're able to taunt as a DM and still retain yeah. that power and ability to show off the bad guy's power and abilities. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, friggin', friggin', <laughs> I dropped a mammoth on him. Yeah. <laughs> which is still the funniest thing I've ever said, <laughs> is that someone dropped a mammoth on Strahd von Zarovich. Yeah. <laughs> but then he just phased through the, the floors, like, and eh, no big, whatevs. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, but, it, but then... I think about about because uh, uh, I can see her behind you on, on your bookcase, Imrith. Like, love messing with Imrith, and I. Oh my God, Valindra, Valindra. Like the, these characters are so cool because we we as DM spend so much time building them up, and then when they get to have those awesome moments. It's not just cool for us because we got to, you know, foreshadow this moment and set it up and build it up. But then the players seeing their reactions to it mm-hmm. and being like, oh, and, and I love being on the other side of that. Like <laughs> Rasputin in her fucking Pathfinder <laughs> game where I was like, fucking do you know sessions? Do you know <laughs> fucking sessions? I have fantasized about killing your ass. <laughs> like it's happening now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I I love I love it from both both sides of the screen, and like the the Valindra one that that I love is um funny enough that Tabaxi ended up being played by another person Caleb who who's in, who is who's in our Pathfinder game right now, and you got all the way to Valindra with them. And we were about to end. I made it very clear we were about to end, and he's like. Yeah, I'm going to shoot her with my bone arrow. <gasps> <laughs> and I said, you do what now? And the rest of the party who's been in this campaign the whole time goes, you do what now? <laughs> and so he hits her and then she uses hellish rebuke at seventh level. Oh, <laughs> takes him down to three hit points <laughs> from full. And... And what was really great is uh, Caleb's just like, hey, like, if you want to, I'm not, I'm not going to be in this game. I got no stake in this game. If you want to just, like, undo that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to, it's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll pick back up before that happened next week. That's but yeah, I just, I love a boss. I love, yeah. uh, I, I mean, that's kind of, um, now, listener, this is not spoilers. The situations may vary in your home game, <laughs> but I was kind of sad that my players didn't have that moment with Zariel. Like, mm-hmm. I had built up Zariel. I built this legend of Zariel. I painted the damn mini. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't They didn't have that cool fight, but they did have a good moment with it. So, like, these adversaries, the, the antagonists to these, these adventures... I just really love playing them. I mean, I, I got I got my Orcus boy right here, and I, I got nothing for him right now. He's so lonely. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, I think I think you're right, though. I think bosses in general they're their own thing. Cause yeah, I mean, they're half of what D and D is: dungeons and dragons. You go through the dungeon to get to the dragon, which is the boss. Yeah, you you build up to that character that they're going to fight you give opportunity for them to learn about the boss for the boss to learn about them to find weaknesses to discover strengths and it just mm-hmm. amps up to the fight that both of both sides of the table are very excited to get to yeah yeah bosses are something else i love yeah 
<laughs> I just saw this like reminisce in your eye. You were just like, oh, good times, almost killing my players. <laughs> you know, it's like, and sometimes when I do kill the players, it's it's still that first fight with Lucian, and we took down Ben's character, mm-hmm. and it was like. And he thundersteps away and just murders Kevin. Oh, yeah. Oh. I you tell me about that. Oh. That's jacked up. Everyone was like, he, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he saw him taking out his, his daughter. And so he went after the poor little wizard. <laughs> and it's poor like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I'm I'm thinking more now as, as we're, we're talking this over and like, it's so weird. I like those three right there. I think are the ones that I'm like, I'm always happy to use and I can most of the time find a way to use them anyway. But there's like, there's so many, like there's so many honorable mentions here that I could do (laughs) freaking assassins. I almost one hit, uh, Uthal with a crit and poison damage with that thing. It, uh, it's so cool. Yeah. Or, or like any creature that's, that can just like, Yo, send a player somewhere to another plane, like can cast banishment or something of that kind, or just do something to completely change combat from who has the bigger number. Yeah, is exciting as hell to me. Yeah, like um, honorable mentions, Otiugs, mimics. Uh, oh, Otiugs like, with their their ability to like make you think that there's a child like in pain somewhere, and then you yeah, just, so cool. Like mimics, there's been so many points where it's like, oh yeah, you reach for a thing, you can't let go. What do you mean? Roll initiative. (laughs) (laughs) I've not used mimics enough, man. Yeah. Like Spencer is terrified of doors in game because he's died to a mimic door. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And this was while we were being chased by ghouls of all things. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, we gotta go. The the turn undead's only gonna last for another like two turns. Well, quick, let's go through this door. You can't open the door. Why? Because it's a mimic. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I, like, you, you were talking about that, about size categories. And I mean, like, big, big honorable mention to literally anything so big the players don't know how to fight it. <laughs> yeah. Like, a walking statue of water deep. <laughs> Clouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, my just, God, yeah. Yeah, like just something just so unimaginably big that they couldn't even make a mini out of it. Like, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a point where my players were tempted to go fight a Kraken. And I'm over here like, I don't I don't think you realize how big this guy is. Mm. <laughs> and like, I tried to just give them an idea. And thankfully, that kind of swayed them from like, actively seeking it out because i wasn't prepared for that kind of fight either because of just how big of a scale that would have been but like that there is a point for me where i'm not enjoying like personally handling a fight because of scale and because of trying to like comprehend it both theater the mind and on a map (laughs) yeah it's very like when it comes to those fights i'm like no we're not even going to attempt a map this is all theater of the mind. Yeah. It, it, like if if you can climb it, freaking shadow is that thing for all I care. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I, I've still yet to find that groove of being able to get into that. So mm. it's like it's still holding me back, I feel, of like not being able to to appreciate the the biggest of the the boys out there. So <laughs> like a terrasque. Well, all... I haven't touched one of those yet. <laughs> Uthal caught Clouth in a Pokeball, so you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, yeah. I've I've only I used a Tarasque in Avernus because it had a wandering uh, marketplace on its back. Ooh. But I was like, I'm not gonna have you fight that. I'm not gonna fuck around with the Tarasque. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the biggest I, thing I, I think I threw at my players was you know the gargantuan elementals like the Leviathan, the Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, I had them go against the Earth version of that. Mm, I forgot what that one. one's called. It's like a <clears throat> tier Tuga or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that one was 
wild because it was literally tearing up the country that it was in and it was creating Mm -hmm. earthquakes every single turn and they had to fight on the back of this thing like attack on titan (laughs) and like the two people that could fly like were just trying their best to like get its attention and one person was invisible the whole time just trying to capture it in an iron flask and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just the the coolest thing one of the things that I really do like, and I've said this so many times about about theater of the mind, is that I almost feel like it lets uh, some players really think outside of the box. Because um, I, I don't know if I talked about it on previously on, but uh, there was they they were going against the elemental princes, mm-hmm. um, wrapping up that that uh, that campaign, and freaking St. James saw the saw the in his head you know saw the water elemental this massive gargantuan wave and he's just like Uthal dives into it <laughs> and I lo- and and then seeing what happens when that happened and all the reactions to oh god what has he done I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better session it was so much it's so good yeah uh I, I mean I, I think I, that's oh go good I think that's what makes a great like monster to throw at your players is the monsters that allow your players to think outside the box. Yeah. Like this me I mean this is absolutely no disrespect at all to to Matt Coville because he has an amazing video about how to make in- encounters exciting and I do recommend that you go find that one. But the thing is though is that it it mostly came down to numbers and I'm like ah, see for me in a combat it's it's what it's the moments that the numbers don't matter. It's the moment when the zombies get back up. It's the moment when Strahd holds you off a cliff where it doesn't matter what numbers you have. If he drops you, he drops you and you screwed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. those are the encounter moments that I'm always craving. Yeah. It's Uthal jumping head first into a water, water god elemental. and finding out that it's acid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Oh, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I got an idea, uh, real quick to how, how to wrap up, uh, this topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's your favorite enemy to fight as a player? Oh man. Or Um, just type of enemy. Cause I, I, I think I have a weird one that I didn't expect when, when I first thought about it. Well, why don't you go first? I'll think I'll figure it out. I, I think I just like fighting some dude. Like, like <laughs> that's a weird way to say it. Some asshole like, named Tim, right over there. Yeah, yeah like, like, uh, you know, uh, I think the, I think the character that I've played the longest concurrently was uh, Char Drakesbane, who is an absolute douchebag. Uh, <laughs> if you don't like nicknames, don't be around Char. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, we fought everything we fought dragons we fought tree elementals we fought dinosaurs we fought wizards but like when it came down to it at the end of the day my favorite thing to fight was another person with a sword someone that char could like have this rivalry with and role play off of and have those cool like sword crossing locking in their moments yeah and i kind of feel like that's that's kind of my favorite thing because like as my warlock right now, I'm just kind of casting spells from the back. I'm like, I'll just fuck you up from here. But like, I kind of just love that, that uh, theater of the mind, just going at it with a sword. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, going against the gargantuan boys are like, they're fun. Cause especially if the DM attacks it from like how you almost do it, like full theater of the mind allows you to just shadow of Colossus it, do what you need to. Uh, Those are fun, but they can be more stressful for me as a player (laughs) personally, (laughs) because I'm usually a sort of support. And in those situations, people are everywhere and nowhere near you. Um, But as far as favorite people that like I get sit down for a session and I'm like amped to get into a fight. It's yeah, it's it's another guy. It's another dude. I mean, I can't believe we both have the same answer for this. I mean, just for example, like in our most recent in one of our most recent Pathfinder games, we've been going through this entire dungeon, this whole classic dungeon crawl. We've been fighting undead left and right, solving issues like taking down ancient soul bad guys. And then we come across this wizard that threatened us eight sessions ago. And we're like, no, 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 no. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> And 
going against him, even though it was literally only two turn fight, because I think your character is, like obliterated him or Ted so, is something. So it was a combination of me literally glaring at him so hard he shit himself. Yeah. And yes, Wiz, I'm making that cannon. And then uh and then uh I think I think I crit him twice on yeah. two out of three attacks. And we just kind of stood there and was like, he should have listened to us and just left. And that yep. felt so good. Yeah. 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 Especially considering like we fought we fought the big boss for that castle literally right before that that mm-hmm. had massive like these ghost chains and everything like that. But like I'm gonna remember scaring the shit out of that dude, <laughs> him not listening to me, and fucking Ike ending him. Like I yeah. will remember that forever. <laughs> In the beginning of that entire dungeon, he found us and he's like, oh, it took you so long to get here. And we (laughs) were like, hey, listen, um, if we see you again, you're dead. And he's like, oh, if you wish. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) And we followed through. I told you so. (laughs) Yeah, it's just those kind of fights, like the ones that are personal, the charismatic ones, like going up against Strahd, even though he wasn't just another dude, but he was a charismatic rival. Yeah. And it felt good taking him down and and hurting him where it hurts. (laughs) Like even dying to do that felt good. Twice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I can say that. (laughs) I really hate that I did that and then laughed about it when it was the thing that made you cry and I'm sorry. (laughs) Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's it's the, the charismatic dude that just riles your jimmies, you know? Yeah, it's- <laughs> yeah. And, and we're saying dude, but, like, that that's Southern California thing. We, we mean anyone, like, any person, any, like, uh, a dude, like, a drow, like, a drow that's just being saucy. And, and I'm just like, oh, we, we, we gonna have a good fight. This is gonna mm-hmm. be good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there's so many of those bad guys and NPCs that I've thrown at my players, and those are, like, the most wild little fights that they've done, Mm because it's personal for them. They're like, oh, I can do this, and they go after them, and it feels good. (laughs) 100%. Um, So, uh, our our second topic for the show is one that is is kind of a... uh, We're naming it, what's the theme? Mm-hmm. And essentially, the idea for this is, you know, there's a lot of times when, especially in homebrew, I, I think, where you're like, oh, I love this video game. I love this movie. How do I do this as a D&D game? And so we've been wanting to do something like this for a while. And at one point, we got real technical about it. We we're like, okay, we'll actually build it on the... Sh- no, we're not, we're not going to do that. Essentially, we're just going to kind of brainstorm different properties. And if you have suggestions, remember, send them into difficultyclass.gmail.com or on the Twittergrams. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Dang it. I meant Twitter because we don't use Instagram. B-Dave got me to say Twittergrams now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you want to send in suggestions of what stuff you'd like to hear us do with this this type of segment, uh, if we know it, we'll try it. I, 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 I have no help with Naruto. I don't I don't know crap about Naruto. I don't know. I'm sorry. I watched um <laughs> uh graduate question mark and then I think I remember Sasuke turning evil and they're like, We have to find him and that was all I remember. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm really sorry. I know this is that no no one's gonna forgive me for this. I don't know Avatar. I'm real sorry. Which it's, I mean honestly is a shame because it's like one of the best magic systems. We'll we'll have like, are you familiar with it? Are you familiar yeah, with Yeah, I've seen it all. All right, we'll have someone take my spot that episode. I can't help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit. I'll, br- but, I'll bring uh, in like Spencer. He's he's seen it all yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please do. Please do. That's uh, you're right there. You could record it. Do it tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but uh the first one we wanted to do was the one that actually inspired this kind of idea, mm-hmm. which is Dark Souls. Of course. It's always Dark Souls. I, I don't know. I don't know if this has come out on this show. Allie and I fucking love Dark Souls like yes. a lot. Yes, a lot, a lot. <laughs> we we played through Dark Souls three together, which was one of the most fun things that I think you and I have ever done together. Yeah. 
uh, which was great because we're in the same house in two different rooms. I mean, the fact that we like one shot, one kill the the Cinder Lord was oh, so good. the best thing. So good. Um, but yeah, so like we that that is a game that is very near and dear to our heart. Um, so essentially. We want to, we, we've talked several times about like how would we do a Dark Souls game, and I think the thing that I want to start this topic conversation off with is what parts of Dark Souls do we want to bring into D anD D? Because there's so many elements of it. I mean, there is the the existential dread mm-hmm. of the world ending. There is just the depressing goth motif of everything that you're looking at. But then there's also like the mechanical things of like dying, coming back, getting souls to level up, uh, you know, th- that there being a boss that is impeding your way to the next area. The, the, the map being for, well, for the most part being a loop that you can come back to. Yeah. The shortcuts that you can discover. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, what to you, do you think makes sense to bring into a D and D game? I think first and foremost, you you just got to bring in that aesthetic, like that, that fire and depth and despair, like with old lore to it that you can eventually discover through just like discovering the area. Yeah. I think that's like the majority of what makes Dark Souls Dark Souls. Yeah. So you're saying not just the aesthetic, but the, the world building. Yeah. Because you don't have someone, you don't have a shopkeep, you don't have a tavern that can just tell you, oh, yeah, this is this place. It's like, no, you got to discover this place as you go. <laughs> okay. So so for you, you would want to go full on like the majority of everyone is dead or undead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so because like I, I, I was actually thinking, I'm like, it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of wild to take Faerun and then Dark Souls it where like it it's Faerun like the map and everything but the apocalypse has happened the world is ending soon the, the light big bad is going one. out <laughs> yeah and I mean that's just me wanting to be lazy and not world <laughs> I mean honestly yeah because that's also a fun way because it'll bring your characters your, your players will have a sense of familiarity which is one of the fun aspects of Dark Souls, like the sequels, especially like going into Dark Souls three and going into Honolando, you're like, oh, I know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's that small sense of familiarity, but it's so different. Damn it! As soon as you said Anorlando, I immediately heard RKG in my head. Anorlando. <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys. So, okay, so yeah. so definitely style, uh, world building technique. Uh, which is you know dis- story through discovery and stuff like <laughs> I would love it though if like ah yes you pick up a sword and etched into it is flavor text. <laughs> I mean, identify is already a spell. Oh, so like identify, but like also see what see like the history of it. Yeah, like identify. You could easily alter in this version of your D and D. Like identify doesn't tell you what the item is; it tells me where the item came from. I love that idea. That's super cool. Yeah, because like identify, I mean it It's often put to the wayside because yeah, DMs are like, I just this is not... just a mechanic that's annoying. Well, it, for for me the thing is is that it like I just use an arcana check because I don't like one someone having to take up a memory or like a, a knowledge spell with the spell, let alone having to use a spell slot to use the damn spell. So, and in the end, you just end up spending eight quote hours after the fact identifying things, and it's like, okay, well, you do it. So yeah. why not just wave the hand and say you do it anyways? <laughs> but this v- method of it, getting the history of it and everything, I mm, chef's kiss, love mm-hmm. that. Um. So what? What's some other thing? Because like. The, I think the two that are standing out in my mind um, mechanically is the prepare to die coming back and then the souls. And I don't quite know what to do about that because I, you, I mean, we made it no, no mystery on here. We hate XP. 
It's not, <laughs> it's not for us. It's not yeah. great. It's very rough and it, it's just adding unnecessary math to things that don't need it. And I'm not saying that math is hard. Don't take it that way, listeners. <laughs> I mean, funny enough with the concept of how Dark Souls works, like just imagine a very simple situation. Like there's a bridge and there's a boss at the end of the bridge, right? And yeah. there's like eight zombies on the way to the boss. You get through those eight zombies, you get to the boss, you're only level one, you die instantly. You go back. <laughs> but you still retain well, that experience. <laughs> so so here's the thing. So, well, one, I, I had an idea about souls right there. That's where the <gasps> happened. Oh, yeah, you did um, gasp, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if... Because we, I'm, I'm not, I'm not thinking about the revive thing yet. But like, what if we, because we, we're gonna need to still have a way for them to get stuff. We're gonna need healing potions and and armor and stuff like that. And yeah, I know in Dark Souls, most of the time you find it out in the world, except for me, who in Dark Souls Three doesn't really care about stats because they don't really matter in Dark Souls Three, and I just buy all the fancy stuff from that nice lady sitting in the chair. Um, so what if we just made souls money? Mm -hmm. What if you kill something, you get souls, that's cash to use with the nice old lady in the chair, and so that and that could still like if we do figure out a way to do the dying and and coming back thing. That could still stay there, and it's like, it, like imagine, imagine your players tell them it was like you uh, dropped all your gold. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not there anymore. I think we'd have to address that because there has to definitely be some sort of D and D big curse on the whole gang, whether they're yeah. undead and it's cursed to figure out how to not do this anymore or something along those lines, right? Yeah, yeah. I think this is where we have to get into the death concept because Yeah, I do I I agree. I agree. The the one tough part about D&D &D is that consequence idea. Yeah. Cuz if the players have an understanding that oh, I could die, it's not a problem. It's like even if they respawn, so to speak, wh what does that mean? Like are they just going to charge head first? So I think using the gold is like the only way to keep them accountable mm -hmm. to make it still be a risk to take yeah. into going into each fight and so i think in order to keep that risk high you have to get rid of death saves whoa and to keep it the whoa. most dark souls as you can get to get good kid as soon as you're at zero Holy you're done shit o okay so Wow, damn. Okay, you came you came in guns blazing and I, I was caught off guard. I had thoughts and I am now I I literally she's a I leaned back in my chair and brought the mic closer. Like I, that, it was a really moment. Um see cause because here here's the thing that I cause I um this is from personal experience. I had a group and I I I we were originally only going to do this as a one shot, but I had it with the opportunity for there to be more. I kind of did too much world building as I tended to do back then. Uh -huh. um, but the main concept of it was, and you know, I might bring this up one day. <laughs> I, I wanted to do destiny as a D and D game. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with all this lore that made it work. And essentially it was going to be a Pathfinder game. So I had Phrasma be like the overseeing God of everything. The one that protected everyone during right. the apocalypse. And so there were these essences of Phrasma that were out there that were protecting people and bringing them back so that they could fight. However, <laughs> um, you know what players don't like to do? What? Die. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what they also don't like to do? Redo the shit they just did. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about this whole concept that's tough. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, Dark Souls, unless you have a good handle on things, can be just banging your head against a wall. I mean, not to drag you down or anything, Trevor, but how many times did it take you to get against the Lord of Cinder that first time? Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh my bring god! Up, yeah, I know. To bring oh. back sore memories, but I remember coming out at like two a.m. Going, you're still awake, and you're just like, I'm. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Tara was so nice to me then. 
she, she, she'd see me get angry. She started rubbing my shoulders. Like, Honey, it's okay. You can take a break. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, no, like that, and that, and that's the thing. Like the, and and uh, a lot of people have you know, brought up the thing to me. It's like, well, they do it in video games all the time. Here's the difference, though. Mm-hmm. It's quicker in a video game. Oh God, I can so respawn, run to the Lord of Cinder, ha- bend over, let him take my ass off and hand it back to me, and then respawn and come back and do the same thing all in the span of five minutes. Now, if that were a D&D game, we would have to respawn, see how everybody's doing, um, go around the table, see if there's anything anybody wants to do. Everybody goes up there. Everybody ready? All right, put all your potions on, put all your stuff and everything. All right, go in. Everybody roll initiative. Take time. All right, you got what? You got this? You got this? Okay, cool. All right, go in. All right, he's going to make an attack. All right, you're going to make an attack. He's gonna, and then go through the whole initiative just for them to swipe you down Ugh. and then go back and do it again. And that doesn't sound fun. No. So that that's kind of where I've always hit this brick wall with Dark Souls where I don't I don't know if there is a is a viable solution that is still fun that will get people want to come back cuz I mean if we end a session with a party wipe and it's like all right come back next week and try it again it's like no one's going to want to do that. Yeah, the only thing I could think about of a solution is to just not have the technical like revive don't have that be a thing because if it doesn't make it fun then why not introduce that so what you're saying is is basically make it so they don't revive and then make it on hard mode where if you hit zero you die but you don't come back i think you can have a second chance and they just introduced it in the newest UA and make him undead. Because, mm. like, they have hollowing in Dark Souls, and that's, like, the closest thing you think to it. But it gives them a second chance to play with that pl- character. Because, honestly, sometimes your dice just hate you. Yeah. But that's the only thing I can think of, because, yeah, like you said, it's not fun to go back over and over again in D&D. Yeah. And, and 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 the other thing is though is that like if if you have the possibility of coming back consequent you know bunny ears consequence free I know players who would just go run into something to see how tough it is and then see if they can beat it. and if they can't oh well all right try it again yeah. and they would just do that on repeat and they would take absolutely no I you know have no worry about running into the next fight and and that's where like and that's where Dark Souls does it with the Souls thing of the progression is that you know you are scared because everything respawned and everything is tough and if you die again those souls are gone mm-hmm. and 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 that that's the game to it that's the hook and I just don't know what to do in a D&D game that could give that sort of thing with while skipping the unnecessary extra time spent that would be a fight because it would just be so long. I love D&D. I love D&D combat. I mean, we do a fucking show about, of course we love it, (laughs) but it takes so much time to do combat that everyone dying and then having to come back to that same boss and see them at full health again is one of I think would possibly one of the, one of the most discouraging things as a player oh. to do. Yeah. No, like the the only thing I could I could think of doing but this would lessen the world building is make it so that you know the goal is to get past this entity that is stopping you and each time you die it changes what it is but that but the thing is though is that one of the things we love about dark souls is the story of the boss yeah the dancer of boreal valley the 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 lord ascender like like uh the abyss watchers yeah i know we're talking a lot about dark souls 3 but we played the other ones too yeah (laughs) like okay ornstein and smell by the way fuck them um Like the story behind these characters, I think, is another thing that. Oh, 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 oh. Did you just realize oh, something? That's a realization phase yes. right there. 
This doesn't help with the death thing, but uh-huh. it helps with it helps with the boss thing. Okay. Don't make them bosses. Make them characters. Make them so 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 kind of going back to actually what we were just talking. I guess I guess like they could be bosses, but like I, I still I don't think the death thing is going to work because I now like this idea that the bosses get built up more in this game because you do have that opportunity to just speak with them. You don't have the opportunity to walk in there like, Smell, what's your workout regimen? <laughs> you, 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 I got to get them legs. Gain. <laughs> like, you, you can't do that. Um, and so I I think that might actually just kind of be the answer there is, at least as far as the bosses go, is to not just make it this brick wall that you're going up against, but this, but a actual character that is stopping you from doing something. And so it's not just always going back to that room. It's like maybe maybe you have a dancer of Boreal Valley and they have something that you need and you went up against them and they whooped your freaking ass. Cuz I think I think that's the thing. I think we're thinking about this too much as the game thing. Yeah. Cuz imagine that is if the dancer did have something that you needed and you went up against it and she wiped the floor with all of you. And maybe that's the answer on some of these. Give them so much damage that they either run the fuck away or just get killed and then have to restart. So there isn't that long drawn out thing, Mm -hmm. but they still have the opportunity to fight it just like you do in dark souls. But like say that happens. They're like, okay, we need to do a new approach to this. We have a thief thief. Go try and steal that thing off of the Dancer Boreal Valley. Like, you can do different things with it. It doesn't just have to be combat. It doesn't have to be kill the thing to get the souls. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be souls. Or, yeah, like, like because, like, you know, I put souls as money, but, like, we, you could take that idea and make it something else that, it, it, like, maybe instead of the, you getting the souls, you could keep it as a souls. Maybe instead of uh, it only happens when you kill them, you do something to them. Like, remember what I, with Wiz in, in our Strahd game, she mm-hmm. got the, this is not spoilers, I made this up for her, <laughs> that she could reach in and pull someone's soul out. Yeah. Like, have that be, that have that be a mechanic in this one where you get close enough, you can try and pull it out. Mm-hmm. And so that could actually even change a boss fights more where it's like, okay, we don't need to kill this thing. We just need to get close enough to get its soul. Then I think your best bet in building like any kind of campaign, funny enough, would probably be Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Because going after the five big bosses to go after the final one, like the five of them don't necessarily, or four of them, I forgot how many there are. It's been a while. Like, they don't necessarily need to just be dead in order to carry on and retrieve what they kept, essentially. Mm-hmm. You could have the giant. He didn't necessarily want to be there in the first place. Oh, God, Yorm. You know, and if you happen to go down the right side quest, you can get a major advantage oh, in convincing oh, the giant oh, oh, to just oh. give it up himself. <laughs> you know, you could set that up in a very easy, non-combative way. Or you could set your players up to have the biggest fight with a giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still stuck on the death thing. Like yeah. it, it, I don't, I don't know if there is a good answer for that because I do think that the souls dropping and being money as the thing is a good answer for it. Mm-hmm. But it's still the whole your players die and have to well okay maybe instead we're thinking about it in the wrong way what if everything else stayed dead I mean that's also easier on a DM so they don't have to go back and figure out what's back alive now true <laughs> Um. so maybe the death thing would work and, and I and, and maybe it, it it is a hindrance though because like instead of respawning at the last quote unquote bonfire, you there was a firelink shrine sort of thing, and that's the only place where they respawn. So now the players that so say only one person dies, they either have to make their way back to those people or all of them go back to Firelink Shrine to get that person back. See, that's still tough though, because Yeah. 
I can 100% just see like, oh yeah, we go back. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and I but and, and see that and that's kind of the thing. Like again in Dark Souls like the 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 we do kind of just scoff at the death thing because we're so used in video games to just dying. Yeah. And going at it again. What made it fearful this time is oh. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, because uh, see what I'm saying. What I I just I th- I thought out things as I was talking. There was like we're used to in video games dying and coming back. That that's been happening forever. Yeah. What made it scary was losing the souls and losing your experience and losing your currency. Yeah. So what in D and D is the thing that we do over and over again that would make it scary? And maybe it's the inverse of what you were saying. Maybe, you know, we were talking a while ago about the exhaustion thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a really hard version of that where anytime you go down, coming back up is harder. And it, and we mean that literally. So you can come back up, get revived or whatever. Maybe make reviving easy. Like it's literally like a video game battle royale where you run over and just touch the person and use an action and revive them like uh spare the dying is actually a whole like one yeah yeah (laughs) but the thing is though is that every time you go down um now it is uh death save is um 11 or better the next one is 12 or better each death is plus one one to the dc yeah and then when you get to those bonfire type things boom resets it Ah, so it's not you're not you're you are coming back because of the 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 soul thing and everything like that. Like you you are still technically dying and coming back up. You're doing it more instantaneously, but that permanent death is coming closer and closer. It's kind of borrowing from Pathfinder too, because don't they have like a thing called like doomed or something like that where if you yes, do go yeah. down it makes it harder the next time well it's like it's like wounded yeah I, I i know wounded makes it harder for you to save and then doomed is another mechanic that makes it even harder this one would literally just be you go down you come up you get a mark against you yeah it, it's very simple and clean <laughs> for for D 5e yeah i like that D- I I kind of like that too. I'm I'm writing these down because you know I think I think it'd be fun. Death adds to death save, um, because yeah I and the 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 only thing though is that like well I guess I guess the soul thing does still work thematically with it being currency. Um, yeah. I I do still wish there was a way that I could just make a lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. So the the only other part that's difficult that we haven't hammered out is the concept of the creatures. Because the fun thing about Dark Souls is you can be level 99 in all the skills. But mm-hmm. if you hang out or if you miss that dodge roll in the first area against that first creature, <laughs> you can still die against them. So... Unlike in regular D&D, where if they're high enough level, you could just kind of bypass enemies and be like, oh, yeah, you handle these guys. It's like Dark Souls kind of goes against that. I mean, I Unless I in- feel like I feel like there is a way to do this. I don't. I'm apprehensive to, 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 to do it because it I know it would piss off a lot of players. Uh, I I know one specifically who, if I said this out loud to him, he'd go, no, 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 no. And that's simply uh, your level has a modifier associated with it that the damage of enemies gets multiplied by. (laughs) So no matter what level you are, (laughs) it's going to mess you up. Oh, oh, I like that. So like that skeleton around Firelink Shrine that's just like you know that's a you know it's a different thing. Uh but uh like you know you're level 15 and it goes 
Ka-chunk. It's like 53 damage. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that would be the only way to do it. I don't know if I would, but at the same time, you're right. Dark Souls is deadly. Yeah. And 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 that would and and honestly, because one of the things I was gonna say was because of you know, we're kind of softening the death thing we'd have to space out quote unquote you know fire shrines or you know, uh, uh, bonfires further out but if everything could hit you for ridiculous damage I'd be way more okay with tightening those up <laughs> and it would also invite players it would motivate players to not go into every fight yeah okay. as a fight okay. I'm writing this down monster damage modifier <laughs> <laughs> it's so messed up but like in D 5e yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because nothing yeah. Uh, nothing changes except for the proficiency bonus as you level up essentially yeah which can really fuck over everything like oh, did i close it i think i did close it but like like that makes wanna... this no longer balanced but Dark Souls isn't balanced, so it's okay. Well, see, we'll see. Here's the thing, because it does still balance it like Dark Souls. Because the higher up I do get, I can one shot that skeleton near Firelink Shrine, but he can still hit me and take down a bunch of my health. Yeah. So, like, you know, the the this zombie stat, it's got still it will still always have an AC of eight. It will still always have a uh, twenty two hit points. But it's just that when it hits you with that gnarled arm that it's chewed off itself, it's going to hurt just mm -hmm. as much. <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of like that. And I think it lends itself to the idea that your character is cursed. Because yeah. it goes beyond just, oh, well, you know. Oh, yeah. That could be it. It could just like, be explained with the curse. Yeah. This is another part of the curse. No matter what you face, it will always be difficult for you. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we covered a lot of good ground here. Yeah. That and we've, we've run our time of the course. <laughs> we have. We have. But that's fine. Because uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I was really excited to go into this topic. And we've talked about for a long time. I did not think that we were going to come out with something. I'm like, shit, I would run that. <laughs> and I would play it. Because that's something I yeah. didn't even get into. I've I've made a character that was based off of the Watchers. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was, we've talked about it on the show, yeah, just, it was just the, the difference in the way you described uh, their movement yeah. that was the deciding factor. You still moved only 30 feet. You just did a cool little flourish at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the fun thing about it is that the the flavor of everything, like, I like to say flavor text is everything in Magic the Gathering because it really <laughs> is. And I apply that to all my D&D games. Yeah. Like, sure, you make an attack, but maybe you actually did hit the big bad and they just didn't react. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they deflected your attack with the shield if you missed and you actually mm -hmm. did land one. So it's like the flavoring of what your actual abilities are makes such a difference that you can make that wild character from Dark Souls. You can make that thing happen. Not to mention it's super easy with Dark Souls because like, the stats kind of translate one to one, which is really nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like there is, you can build a dex build <laughs> in D&D. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and you can build the, the, the chonky heavy roll, you know, you can do that. Yeah. That's the only, ah, oh, damn, that's the one mechanic we didn't cover. No fat rolling. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but, but that's uh, going into like weight and encumbrance. Yeah, no, no, we're, no. we're not getting into that. We're not no, getting no, into no, that. no, 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 no. Um, but, uh, if there was something listeners that you feel like we missed or you have a really cool idea for how to do some form of dark souls, or you have a suggestion for a property that you'd love to hear us talk about to implement into D and D send those into difficulty class at gmail.com. And we would love to read and talk about them, but that is going to do it for this week's episode. Allie, you're back. I'm still so happy. I'm back. <laughs> Uh, if you enjoyed this uh, episode, the best way to support it is by following or not. Oh my God. It's <laughs> by leaving a review on your podcast service choice. I've only been doing this on repeat for weeks. Um, <laughs> 
five stars is appreciated. Uh, and you know, leave leave something nice in there. That'd be nice to read. I'd love to see that. <laughs> but it because it does really help uh, get us out there and be able to build this community. Uh, if you want to stay up to date on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Difficulty Class. And you know what? We realized this on a different show. We've never plugged our own socials. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. So you can follow me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there. <laughs> I'm on Twitter as Alibug321 and literally every other thing ever. I'm Alibug321. Um, I, I'm also a DM for the Roomy Roamers. Yeah! Uh, an actual plug. play. Get that plug! <laughs> we, we've been streaming all month our, our, our actual plays and we're going to be releasing like every other week an episode so that'll be very fun to come out with <laughs> we got to work better on our outros because we I have know. we have so much more shit to plug for both of us now Dude, you and have like, like five we never do podcasts it. plus I, I, so I you gotta not you gotta all come of them are dd <laughs> yeah i've just been telling people go to my twitter i have too many uh <laughs> <laughs> you gotta but, find a uh, quick link, link tree that's just easy URL. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, follow us on there, and again, you can always follow an inactive, uh, you know, the Instagram account at Difficulty Podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you have any suggestions for topics, questions, encounters, or themes that you want us to talk about, send them into difficultyclass at gmail.com. But until next week, have a good game. <laughs>